Hey friends, if you want to help support this show, please consider joining our official yoga and podcast Patreon. The great member perks such as exclusive stress relief audio meditations, live in yoga classes, plus you can earn podcast merch over time. To find out more, please visit patreon.com forward slash yoga and podcast. It's spelled p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash y-o-g-a-a-n-d-p-o-d-c-a-s-t. The link to check it out is also in the show notes. Your support is greatly appreciated. Now, on with the show. Hey friends, welcome to the Yoga and Podcast. I am your host, Ashley Weber, a yoga and Pilates teacher who is living and learning and being a human every day here in beautiful Austin, Texas. And I am constantly curious about all things yoga and. If this is your first time joining us, a big warm welcome to you. This podcast is an invitation to open up your aperture to how we might view yoga. Is it possible that yoga is more than something that you do on a piece of rubber, but could it be infused into other aspects of our lives? Today, we will explore the subject of yoga and boat docks. It'll be just me pouring out my heart and soul for the love of teaching boat dock yoga in this episode. I certainly did not invent boat dock yoga, but I certainly am passionate about sharing what I have learned from teaching out on the water. And I like to highlight why it's so much fun, but also how I have grown as a teacher from teaching boat dock yoga. And I hope my insights help to inspire those who are just curious about boat dock yoga. Maybe they want to take it as a student or perhaps even teach it. Uh, so let's grab a koozied beverage, sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode, y'all. Hey friends, as May is approaching, um, I've been feeling really, really sad and missing a lot of things as we all are because of the pandemic, but things are starting to move a little bit more hopefully and, um, and that's great. And I've been really noticing how much I've been missing uh, my boat dock yoga classes, which I know, I know boat dock yoga uh, sounds so gimmicky doing yoga on a boat dock. What does that have to do with um, yoga philosophy or our boat docks in the eight limbs of yoga? Probably not. Uh, but it's, it's something I've done on and off since starting my uh, yoga career, which was six years ago. And there's something about Botox yoga to me that sort of started um, started off my yoga career in a very passionate way. And I just, I wanted to share in this episode some of the stuff that I have learned. If you ever want to teach outdoors and you haven't yet, or you want to teach specifically on a Botox, I've, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. And, um, and I know what 
what works and what doesn't uh, thus far. And so this episode is about sharing that. And it's also sharing like why it's so awesome to do yoga on a boat dock. If you haven't experienced it for yourself, whenever things get back to where we can do yoga on a boat dock, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. And so this whole Botox yoga thing began right at the very beginning of my yoga career, um, right as I was graduating from my yoga training, my 200 hour, I would walk on Town Lake. And it's, uh, if you don't know Austin, Texas, there's this big lake in the center of Austin. And then there are all these trails around it. And you can walk like 10 miles around this lake and there's bridges and it's really happy and pretty and along town lake you have uh boat docks <laughs> imagine that and um and so I, I would walk quite a bit on town lake and um i just kept seeing these boat docks and i just kept getting a really clear feeling of oh i need to teach yoga on a boat dock and um my genius idea was to uh add yacht rock music to it and call it yoga to yacht rock on a boat dock and i just thought that was the coolest thing ever i was so excited to do that and um and what's kind of funny about it is um i don't particularly row or boat or hang out on boat docks or i'm not even really into the water all that much i'm not I'm, like i'm not i'm not a fan i'm not a fan of the summer i'm not a fan of anything that requires spf <laughs> and um i know that sounds lame and that's very unpopular to say that but it's true but for whatever reason the botox yoga thing just felt like oh no that actually sounds like something i want to do and something really fun but it went against all things i usually like um and so i proposed this idea um of yoga to yacht rock on a boat dock two docks two boat docks and the feedback I got from one was that's a lot of ops for one really long title of a class and they didn't like they didn't like the idea and they were also like what is yacht rock well if you don't know yacht rock is that sort of soft rock music of the late 80s early 90s so Steely Dan Toto uh, River City Band and, and I like that stuff. Uh, it's cheesy, but I like it. Uh, so that was my brilliant idea. So the first boat dock I went to, we can call this a very popular boat dock, a very beautiful boat dock. And they were like, no. And then I went to this not so um, popular, not so well-known boat dock. And they said, yes. Uh, so I went to the second boat dock and is kind of a boat dock that was kind of more hidden um on the on town lake and they were all about it they thought it was a great idea and i was like okay cool well you know something about me at the time six years ago my only background in teaching was primarily teaching uh one-on-one -on -one pilates and so my experience teaching a large group i hadn't had much and so you have that <laughs> and then you also have um the advertising i hadn't really had to i hadn't learned yet how to advertise um for yoga and nobody knew me in, in the yoga world and i knew no one in the yoga world um except for 
you know, small group of people that I was learning from um, in my training. And so starting that class, Yoga to Yacht Rock on a Boat Dog was quite an ordeal because I had to establish myself online. I had to have a presence online. I, I, I was the type who had deleted Facebook like years before that. And so I, I was not into social media. And then I realized I had to get back into it. And I also, another card that was stacked against me was having only taught one-on-one, not knowing how to project my voice on um, an open outdoor space on the water, nonetheless. So if you've ever taught yoga outdoors or on the water, you know that sound waves carry out in, out on the water and they, they have nothing to bounce back. There's no walls for your sound to bounce back into the space that you're teaching from. So you have to develop this sort of guttural um, voice that happens way down um, in your gut, like a diaphragmatic vocalization or breathing or... I recommend looking up videos on YouTube uh, for voiceover, uh, voiceover warmups. They really helped me a lot. But th- this, I didn't do it then. I, I learned that later in life. But um, so my first yoga to Yacht Rock on the Boat Dock class was in this little um, boat dock where nobody really knew where it was. So, you know, you had to like also play like um, a bit of the just being on the phone as people are coming to your class to like help people get there. And then I didn't have a loud voice. So I taught the class and hardly anyone could hear me and combine that with yacht rock music. I had my little Bluetooth speaker. So that was basically more noise pollution. So they could hear me even less very well thought out. All right. So that first boat dock class experience faded because like most outdoor classes, they're seasonal. So by the time it got cool out, I was kind of moving on. And then when the next year rolled around, it just felt like a lot of effort to get back into it and a lot of promoting that I wasn't yet ready for. Um, So I let boat dock yoga kind of fall to the wayside for a few years. But then I got hired, um, uh, three years later, I got hired at Sanctuary Yoga, and that's a local yoga studio in Austin. They're one of the only nonprofit yoga studios in Austin. It's a really good organization. Shout out to Almala Foundation and Sanctuary. But they were affiliated with that, remember that popular boat dock I, I mentioned where I pitched my original yoga to Yacht Rock on a boat dock idea? So they were already doing classes with that that popular boat dock. And it's actually two docks because there is a rowing center that um, launches their boats off um, these docks. The unique thing about this boat dock was it's just out in the open. It's kind of in a touristy area. There's no shade whatsoever. So you're out on the water in direct sun. And so we had the class in the evening and that was a really popular class. And also I didn't have to promote it because the studio promoted it for me. We had uh, the little cafe upstairs would give us a discount uh, for food and drinks. And so after we would take the class, usually we'd all go upstairs on the patio and hang out. And this was well before COVID. So we weren't, you know, we weren't doing this during 
times, you know, that we're needing to be socially distanced. I just want to clarify that. And then the thing about this boat dock was because it's in more touristy area, we had a lot of interesting things happen. There's more, there's more people, there's more foot traffic, there's more tourists. And so um, I had actually a really good experience with someone, a tourist. I was in the middle of teaching a class um, and he, this gentleman was taking pictures close by and it wasn't, it wasn't in your face. It wasn't direct. He was very respectful about it. And, um, and so I put everyone in, in the class in child's pose, walked over to him and I said, Hey, you know, if you're already taking pictures of me in the class, um, would you mind sending them to me? And so then he got the okay to be like, Oh, okay. I can take pictures of this class going on. And these pictures just came out phenomenal. Um, actually one of the pictures is, um, part of the covered art for this episode. Uh, and they're on my website. So that was a really cool experience. And then we had this really weird, uh, I wouldn't say weird cat, but like really like fancy, probably Instagram famous cat greeted us one day. So we were out, we're about to start class and this cat, like in a basically a, a child stroller, you know, comes rolling up. I mean, the owner's, you know, pu pushing the stroller. And this gorgeous cat, like, didn't even look real, but just like beautifully, um, beautiful eyes, you know, perfectly brushed, very outgoing, very friendly cat um, came up to us and, um, and we were all like freaking out over this cat. Like, <laughs> like it was, you could tell this cat was like fancy, like this cat has like fans. Um, so that was cool. But then, you know, you get sometimes not so cool things happen, uh, when you're exposed out in the open in a touristy area, as you can imagine. So, um, you know, for instance, you know, we're in Shavasana, we're in a final rest pose and, you know, there's some drunk people like getting really rowdy, um, not so far away, or maybe they're on the other dock watching the sunset and, and talking <laughs> loudly while you're trying to, you know, rest, get your class to rest. But that's just part of it. And I think everybody knows that, like going into it. Um, but the reason why this dock was so popular was it overlooks this bridge called Congress Bridge in Austin. And Congress Bridge is famous for these the bats flying out of the bridge at dusk. And it's pretty magical if you've ever seen it before. It's, it's not maybe what you might expect for bats. Um, they fly in these very narrow uh, rows all across the sky. And it's, it's sort of hypnotic. It's, it's actually very beautiful and magical. Um, and that's, that's like a, a sightseeing thing that people come to Austin to see the bats fly out of Congress bridge in the summer. So I recommend checking that out. So what was so cool about this class is as soon as we would get done, not every time, but most times you would see the bats and it was pretty magical and just a really fun way to end the night. You know, you're already yoga stoned and then you have these amazing bats to um, flying in the sky. So that was, that was great. But then what was unfortunate about this second boat dock class, 
it was a very active dock, uh, meaning people who row would use the the docks all the time to launch onto the water. And it, that wasn't a problem because we had two boat docks and do yoga class on one. And then you can launch your boat off on the other until one day the boat dock, one of them broke, uh, was just kind of falling in the water and we didn't break it. We just, I just showed up one day and, oh, we only have one boat dock. Well, that's when things got really stressful because, um, you know, I then had to start and stop class sometimes because the rowers needed to launch their boat, um, their, their, um, off the dock and, and usually people were pretty cool about it and, and everyone was pretty cool about it. But this one guy, I think it was the same guy every week. Um, he had the type of rowboat that's really skinny and the oars are attached to it there you don't like take out the oars and so almost every time he'd launch his boat he would like nearly smack my students with his oar like almost every single time <laughs> like pat like in a i don't know if it, he was being passive aggressive but it was just kind of comical at, at a certain point and so i was like okay all right i don't know how much longer this is going to work out <laughs> So the guy who oversaw the boat dock, the cafe owner and I decided it would be better to put the boat dock yoga class at that location on pause, which leads me to the next boat dock that I soon found. Somewhat recently, I had Brandy Jo Perkins and Caroline Caswell, owners of Earth Commons, on the show. Check out episode number 62 when you get a chance. Earth Commons is so much more than just an apothecary. They offer all types of things, and they offer classes, and I have been attending their virtual Mystery Earth class monthly and have been learning so much about herbs. This class has taught me about having a relationship with herbs versus kind of my old way of just memorizing what they do from a book. I have benefited greatly. Not only has my nervous system improved, but my digestive system has gotten better from the support of these herbs. Fun fact, this podcast is fueled by Earth Commons Herbs. I have a warm cup of herbal tea with every interview, every recording, every editing session. Right now, I'm drinking a combination of Tulsi and Passionflower tea. Also, as a ritual for producing each episode, I light a vetiver bundle, uh, and that helps with grounding. Earth Commons is so affordable. They offer both really fun items, and then they also offer medicinal products. So there's something for everyone when you shop there. You can check them out if you're in the Austin area at 813 Springdale Road, or visit them online at earth-commons.com. I'll link all their info in the show notes, so you're just one click away from connecting with them. Remember, when you support local business, you're also supporting your community as well as supporting a dream. Now go get yourself some herbs and support yourself too. And we're back. So right after the second dock uh, broke and the owner uh, of the cafe suggested we just take a break from boat dock yoga um, until the, that dock gets fixed again, then 
you know, I, the class was really disappointed. I was really disappointed. And so I found a third doc and this doc, I'm actually getting like a little bit emotional thinking about this doc because this was my most recent, um, opportunity teaching, uh, boat doc yoga and something about it felt very quaint and warm and, and just a lot of heart energy I got from this boat dock. Uh, it was very, is a lot smaller than the previous boat dock and it had, it had walls. It was almost, it was like a little tiny house almost with three walls. And then the fourth wall was open and it opened out to the water. It had a tin roof and it held about eight to 10 people. Um, if it was like mat to mat. And so that, that held a lot less. We, I think we had like maybe 20, um, on the previous dock. And so because it was a limited amount of people could come, um, so the dynamic of the class changed. And then I had to even change the time because we had to, you know, accommodate what the boat dock needed uh, when they had an empty hour. And so the class shifted from being 20 people in the evening on one side of the lake um, to now eight to 10 people morning on a Sunday, um, instead of an evening on a Sunday, which is very different. I think it was 8.30 AM, which is kind of early. And so a very different crowd would be attracted to that time. And then also sanctuary was very, uh, open to the idea of just letting me go off and do boat dock yoga again on my own. You know, there were just a lot of variable variables and changing things. And, um, and so they figured, you know, Hey, I could just do this as my own little gig again. And, and I thought, I thought it would go really, really well, <laughs> well but I realized I had to advertise all over again to a completely different, uh, student base, you know, a student base who's more interested in you know, like a really early Sunday morning class. And previously, uh, I didn't have to worry about advertising. So I had to just get on my advertising, um, suit and figure that out. And I had, you know, I had some classes were full, some classes had one or two people. It was just like how it started, um, at the very beginning, my very first boat dog class of kind of that fluctuated, um, unpredictable students, but it was great. And there were little animals that would come up, like little ducks would come up on the dock or little ducks would, you know, swim on by or fish. Like it was just a really fun, it was a really fun experience. And it feels like it's unfinished. Like I I'm ready to come back and teach again on the dock. And so what I love, love about all this is I've always gotten a lot as a student going on yoga retreats. Um, one, I'm pretty wound up person. And for me to go on a vacation, it takes me a few days to get into that really relaxed rhythm. And then you add yoga on top of, you know, yoga vacation it really helps me reset on a really deep way. And 
I've always been drawn to yoga events, like teaching and hosting yoga events, because uh, the level of of reset that I received when I when I go as a student is just is just there's nothing like it. And so I love to provide that for other people. And I I even work with a company that uh, rents luxury houses to people um, like vacation rentals in Austin. And I go, I'm their yoga teacher and I go and I provide the yoga experience. And it just makes me so happy because I'm connected to the times when I had that in my own life on my own vacations. And, and it's just such a wonderful thing. And so I think the, the draw to boat dock yoga for me is it's like an hour of almost like a mini yoga vacation for just an hour. You just forget your worries and you're on this strange boat dock. And something I forgot to mention about boat docks, not all of them are the same, but some, if it's windy or if there's um, currents in the water, the boat dock is like moves. And so you're doing yoga on this moving surface. It's really, really cool. So I want to recap some things mentioned in the episode about uh, do's and don'ts or, or how to prepare if you're wanting to do your own boat dock yoga class, which I highly encourage you and highly recommend, you know, obviously with COVID protocols, socially distance, you know, approved, the boat dock is approved by whoever owns it first. You don't want to illegally occupy a boat dock and do like some illegal yoga class. <laughs> it's not worth it. So something to keep in mind is your voice. And, you know, maybe work on having a deeper voice or um, coming from a, a, a deeper guttural place. I highly recommend that. And there are YouTube exercises for that that you can search how to project your voice. I recommend bug spray, citronella candles, sunscreen, maybe some uh, sanitizer wipes um, or sanitizer um, just because we're in uh, the current times, this is May 2021, we're in pandemic times, so that might be a good idea. Note whether if the dock is covered or uncovered, and let that help in determining what time of day you have your class. So um, like I mentioned, the uncovered boat dock I had, uh, we did it towards the end of the day. So the sun wasn't directly beaming down on us because heat stroke is a real thing. So keep that in mind. Also have access to water and the restrooms. And most likely if you're at a boat dock and it's the type of dock that rents boats for people to um, boat out on the water, they're, they're already going to have facilities and water, but, but double check that you have access to them, that you and your class have access to them. And on top of that, if, for instance, if you are near a cafe, like I had the cafe um, boat dock, they offered a discount. So they gave us a certain percentage off whatever we um, bought that day. And so I highly recommend that. It, it's a way also to have your students linger and kind of build a community, get to know them. They had an outdoor patio. It was really nice. And this was all way before the pandemic. So uh, I don't want you to think that I, we were just all um, not <laughs> socially distant or 
no, this was, this was pre pandemic. Um, I haven't taught boat dock yoga since the pandemic and I'm really missing it. So other things to consider. Um, I, I highly recommend that you send out an email either the morning of or 24 hours before everyone who, to everyone who signed up and just have like a, have a template, like a Google doc of basically rules, directions, um, what to bring, what not to bring. And so that would include, please bring water, a towel, your, provide your own yoga mat. If you get lost, here's my number, please call or text if you're running late or lost. And um, although it seems like a good idea to have a pet, like a dog um, on the boat dock with you, actually, uh, I don't think that's that's a great idea. Uh, I had a student and I never had to say anything. He, he knew to be respectful of the group. So not everyone's okay with dogs, unfortunately. And so, he tied up his dog uh, on a leash near the boat dock where he could still see his dog. His dog was close by, but he wasn't on the dock invasive around other students. And so I would state that in the email. And um, yeah, I would, anything else like, please bring a hat. This is an uncovered dock. Um, please bring sunscreen, uh, uh, just little things like that. And then ideally, and I didn't do this then, and I wish I would have done it. It would have made life so much easier, but have a friend there to help you. Um, maybe even, you know, give them like 20 bucks or buy them um, a kombucha or to thank them, but have them help you check people in. If it's a bigger group, have them maybe take a few pictures while you're teaching. Um, they can be on the phone helping people if they get lost while you still can greet people and help them um, arrange their mats. Uh, once the class starts and you teach, inevitably people come a few minutes late and they're kind of flustered. Your friend can be there and help them um, get settled on their mat um, on the dock. So having a friend can be really, really, really helpful. One last thing I recommend at the end of each class, have a newsletter sign-up sheet and perhaps a bowl of candy or a bowl of chocolate. Well, maybe not chocolate because that might melt in the sun, but I think it's really important as a uh, yoga teacher, as a contractor, as, a, as an independent yoga teacher to have your own newsletter list and, and continue to grow it. And if you, all you get is one or two emails, that's, that's fine. And, um, I do that at every single event I do. You'd be surprised at how, what a helpful tool it is. Now you have to do newsletters. I, I think a monthly newsletter is a really good thing. I think any more than a, than a month can turn people off. But I think it's a really great way to stay connected to people. For instance, you know, nobody was expecting this pandemic. And um, but, you know, I happen to have emails from my former um, boat dock students. And so if I wanted to start it back in the future, I would put that in an email, a newsletter email and send it, send it to them. And hopefully, you know, they'll come back. So I think the long game, if you, if you plan on teaching yoga long term, building a newsletter, um, mail email list now, 
start now, start small, and it'll add up over time. And I would love to actually do a yoga and newsletter uh, episode because I've learned a lot about newsletters. I mean, I only know the MailChimp stuff. I don't know anything else than that, but uh, I, I think it would be really fun to talk about. Uh, well, uh, if you want uh, yoga and podcast to cover an episode on yoga and newsletters. I don't know. Just, just let us know via email or you can DM us at Instagram, uh, yoga and newsletters. That might be a little bit nerdy, maybe a little bit niche, but if that sounds enticing, please let us know. Also let us know any other suggestions you might have for future episodes. We are open to whatever our audience wants us to cover. So if you're on the fence about taking a boat dock yoga class or you want to teach it, but you're not really sure like what you're going to get out of it. I have four reasons why I absolutely love teaching boat dock yoga that I want to share with you. And the first one is probably the most obvious one. It is fun. It is fun and it is not a deep philosophical yoga class, <laughs> although it could be. I mean, you could teach it that way. But as I mentioned earlier, you know, there are no boat docks in the eight limbs of yoga. There's no boat docks in the Upanishads. Like there's nothing philosophical about it. It's just fun. And it's more of an experience um, than anything else. Uh, the next reason is kind of goes back to the first uh, reason that it's fun. It's beautiful. Uh, so in general, at least from the boat docks I've been on, Every boat dock I've been on has been really beautiful. And um, either it's in the morning and the sun just came out and the water's really still like glass, or it's end of the day and the sun's setting and you get to be a part of that sun setting as you're doing yoga and you get to see the, the sky change in all the colors. And um, it, it feels like you're in a postcard. And I can look back and remember each boat dock had its own unique beauty to it. And, and, and I kind of like the balance of you're in nature, but you, there's also like a little bit of feeling like you're in the city. So it, you know, you're not so far out in the country that it feels isolating, but you have just enough nature that it feels really soft to be in the city. And I think that's why people are really drawn to town Lake in general you have just that really nice amount of nature. And then I mentioned the bats, you know, they would fly from Congress Bridge into the sky and that was really beautiful. If you've never seen a bunch of bats fly in the sky, you might not think it's beautiful, but it, it was very strangely um, hypnotic. Uh, so the beauty. And then another reason, and this reason would be if you want to sort of amp up your teaching skills is to expect the unexpected. And I personally had to let go of my inner perfectionist, my inner control freak. I, and before I taught Botox yoga ever, my first yoga teaching ever was in a garden. So that was another outdoor experience. And we had a lot of struggles with ants, ants that would bite you. And so every time I've taught outdoors, in the beginning of teach in my first, you know, few years of teaching yoga, it was very, very hard for me uh, because I was such a control freak, but I've had, I've learned to let it go. And 
it actually makes you so much better because you you learn to let that go, but you also learn to adapt. And that that is a great life skill. So if you are a control freak, if you are a perfectionist and you are teaching yoga, this might be a really fun challenge. And if, if you're cringing right now at the thought of like, ooh, I don't want to be around the unexpected, you know, maybe look at that and, and think like, well, maybe that's coming up because maybe it might be a nice challenge. And I'm, I'm not acting like there's a bunch of catastrophes that happen when you teach a class. It's just a lot of unexpected things happen because life is moving all around you when you're out um, in the open. For instance, a common one that will happen probably, most likely, uh, if it's an operating boat dock where they dock boats on and off, like they rent boats, you know, quite common, you have to stop the class so they can dock their boat back on and then you start class again. So it's stuff like that. And then the last thing, which is probably my favorite thing, is you'll be with a great community of people. So I'm a firm believer is uh, in... Like for me, what makes me the happiest in my own life is when I am connected. So when I'm connected to myself, when I connect to nature and when I connect with my community and in Botox yoga, I'm doing all three things at once. Well, I mean, I don't know. I guess I connect to myself before and after, you know, when I'm teaching, I'm, I am connected to myself, but it's really, it's not about me. It's about the class, you know? So I guess throughout that, you know, hours before, hours after, all three um, boxes are ticked off. But um, people generally who are attracted to Botox yoga, they're into a healthier lifestyle. They're, they appreciate what you're doing. They, they appreciate that you're um, your teachings, that there, there's a little bit of that nature element. So they appreciate nature in general. So it's a very positive experience. And there are people who like to have fun and who are, are outgoing, you know, trying new things, open to trying new things usually. So those are some really great reasons, in my, in my opinion, on why you should consider either taking Botox yoga or teaching Botox yoga in the future. Hope you enjoyed today's episode about yoga and boat docks with me the host maybe this sparks some interest in trying out boat dock yoga for yourself or maybe even start a class of your own in the future if you are in the austin area i definitely see myself teaching boat dock yoga again soon and i'll keep you posted via this show when that happens if you liked what you heard please share the show with your friends and if you would like us to keep going, please hit that subscribe button. Leave us a glowing five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. A big thank you in advance for that. If you have any questions or comments or would like to apply to be a guest on the show, our email is yogaandpodcast at gmail.com. The and is spelled out, Y-O-G-A-A-N-D, podcast at gmail. Please follow us on Instagram. Our handle is also Yoga and Podcast. Consider joining our Yoga and Podcast Patreon. The great member perks, such as official 
podcast merch that you earn over time. You get shout outs on the show, an episode dedicated to you. And when you sign up, we send you podcast stickers and a handwritten love note in the mail. You can check that out on patreon.com forward slash yoga and podcast. The theme music is performed by Ali Holder. Sound engineering and mixing by Bentley the Cat. Guest booking and social media by Chloe the Kitty. Remember that this podcast is for absolutely everyone. If you are a human living on planet Earth, you might benefit from listening to Yoga and Podcast. See you next week.